0: Hello, fans. this is Duncan Fisher. Hold on firmly to your mana potions, fireballs, and familiars, because you are tuning in to your regularly scheduled episode of
1: the First Circuit Podcast.
2: Hello and welcome, everyone, to the First Circuit Podcast, episode 142. Your hosts today include some of the usual suspects, like old Bob, Hello. Oh. Bider.
3: Ah, I'm here.
2: Oh my god, Bider's is here, and myself, Induseri. As you can already see, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have some special guests today. Because we're not going to be talking about all the crazy things going on with Maguire Online. That's going to be saved for the next episode. Today, we're going to be talking about MacWare Living Legends number two, I believe. So, our guests today are Nene. Wow. And Balter. Hello, hello. So in a few sentences, can you guys tell us who you are and well, why you're here, basically?
1: So uh, I, I'm Nene. Uh, I'm the uh, team lead for Macquarie Living Legends 2. Um, uh, we also uh, wanted to add, we actually formed the studio as an official studio, so it's uh, JPL Studios now as well.
4: So we have a name for the whole project this time.
3: <laughs> That's cool.
4: Yeah, Bolt right, brother. Who are you? Uh, hello. I'm, uh, I'm basically the guy that slaps the editor
0: until the code starts behaving. So I'll kind of take a little technical, uh, technical design guidance. Uh, official title, but uh, mostly I just uh, make things stick.
4: Make things stick, okay. His official title so- is Code Team Lead. The glue that holds right, everything so, together. So Balta,
2: Balta is the guy with, uh, with the, with the magic in the background, and Nene is the guy with the big ideas.
1: Well, I wouldn't necessarily the, say the big ideas anymore. That's that's uh, that's starting to get passed over to. Us. So Liko is taking over as the project lead. Um, I'm still doing the team lead, uh, so that way I can have the power to hire and fire, so to speak. So if anybody steps out of line, I can bring the foot down um we had like a bunch of drama happen so i uh, having the ability to um just make a swift decision on who stays who leaves because they're doing something they shouldn't uh is uh my main priority but other than that i'm just the art team lead uh I put the art assets in game
2: all right so make of living legends two. can you for those who aren't familiar with the Living Legends 2 project, can you guys give us a rundown in a few sentences? What is Living Legends 2? How does it relate to the original MechWarrior Living Legends? And what makes it take and special?
1: Uh, so, MechWarrior Living Legends 2, as the name implies, is a sequel to the original MechWarrior Living Legends. Um, its focus is still on, you know, combined arms warfare, having all the assets, tanks, mechs, VTOLs, aerospace, uh, that won't change or anything. Um, what's special about this project, though, is we're no longer confined to a 15-year-old engine. Uh, we have the ability to actually do stuff we want to do um, and, like, explore, play around with unique ideas and do something different than what we could do on the old cry engine.
3: And so basically, like, you're, you're still in the cry engine though, right? No. no.
1: So... Oh, okay. um, with uh, so with Mech Warrior Living Legends, the original, yes, mm-hmm. that's still constrained to the Cry engine. Okay. Us, however, we're using uh, Mech Warrior 5's engine, which is Unreal 4.
3: Okay, okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, actually, I like that. Um, a lot more stuff you can do with it, correct? A lot more.
1: Oh, a lot more. There's a billion other tools um, out there that we can take advantage of, mm-hmm. and um. So, with the way that we're wanting to structure Macquarie Living Legends, right now it's it's a mod for uh, MechWarrior 5. And for the time being, until we can get permission otherwise, it's got to stay that way. However, the methodology we can build the project has a lot of um, flexibility, I should say. So um i don't know if you guys ever played around with the mechwarrior 5 tools at all uh but essentially if you want to make a mod for mechwarrior 5 you have to package the mod and it has to be placed in a specific uh, mod folder for it to work with mechwarrior 5. Mm. we can play around with that idea and say our plan is to eventually go standalone so We're gonna take what our effort we did in the Macquarie 5 editor, go over to Unreal 4, actually, and we can sort of add like an ex a script to uh place in Macquarie 5 to open up our project. So, as long as uh 5 is required to run the mod, we are legally allowed to do what we want,
3: okay? Okay, yeah, Yeah, and uh...
0: And then one oh, wait, like. No, I uh, just have one uh, like the kind of reasoning for this. All this is because there are currently like uh, quite pressing technical limitations on the W five uh, editor uh, regarding our our specific project. Uh, since we can't use uh, like native uh, C plus code or uh, build dedicated servers currently on the uh, editor, so those are really needed for this project.
2: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. How do you handle multiplayer? Without diving into too much detail just yet. Can you give me a quick rundown of how that works?
0: Oh, I could probably fix this. Um, so currently, we are doing it uh, by uh, direct AP con- uh, connections. Um, if possible, we'll do, like, EGS team integrations, etc. Uh, if you can work those in. But uh, for the most part, we're, we've been testing straight out a uh, lot of direct connections. And oh, even getting that even even getting that to work has been sort of hacky, because we have to, like, do really specific launch sequence so we can't launch it through the egs we have to launch it directly but um
3: basically just direct ip connections for now uh and the listen servers so like when it does come Actually, out though like how many people do you think you have on each team and all that kind of stuff like how many people
1: so um, when we did our initial play test, uh, actually last week, um, we managed to, there was some hiccups, but we managed to get roughly around 25 players into a server. Mm-hmm. Um, relatively fra- uh, stable frame rates, surprisingly. So like upwards of, I have a 1080 Ti, so user experience could vary, but um, it, roughly around 60 frames with a few stutters here and there. Uh, server desync was the biggest issue we've had, especially with... Uh, mm-hmm. Aerospace in its current implementation, you can go from zero to literally a thousand in a microsecond. <laughs> so it's it's really hard to control, but we're working on it. Um, the goal is hopefully thirty-two players. Um, I believe it's feasible, but of course, I'm not the programmer. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, eventually it should be. Um, even now, there was some like really hacky um, code segment that were really bogging down, like
4: really, really bad. Uh,
0: Bad practice,
2: so, etc. So do you already have dedicated servers up and running for this?
4: Uh, no, we're it's just listening servers. Uh,
0: those were uh, hosted on a nice uh, computer, so it's only listening servers for now. We can't build like, separate headless clients for this. OK,
2: and are you using the macWare 5 co-op system at all, or is it all completely custom?
0: It's uh, completely custom. There's uh, its own menu for the direct IP connection. Um, currently, we mm-hmm. haven't implemented that, but, uh, you could probably hack it in okay cool
2: let's maybe switch gears then for a second and talk about you guys for a second so what do you do when you don't work for free on awesome games for other people
1: <laughs> who do you want to start with <laughs> go ahead nanny yeah okay um so right now uh Uh, So I I moved from California to Tennessee, and I actually just recently uh, moved here. Um, Before I left, I worked uh, for Apple as a 3D artist. Um, So I I did this a little bit professionally, and I'm trying to get back on board with it. Right now, I have my own business that I'm trying to run, doing uh, animations and 3D modeling for small game studios. Uh, um, Yeah, so (laughs) pretty much that all the time. Our school. Yeah, working on my master's.
4: Cool. And uh, on my end, I
0: uh, just standard working. Um, I'm also uh, studying like uh, independently uh, uh, computer sciences and uh, playing
4: a lot of NWLO. If I may ask, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 27. Okay. I'm
2: uh, 28. Exciting times, new blood for the Macquarie franchise. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool to see. Speaking of which, how did you get involved in 3D Project and, I guess, Macquarie franchise as a whole?
4: Uh,
1: for me, uh, it's a little bit of a blur, but a while ago, um, uh, I was a part of this uh, Discord server that does, like, Blender art and stuff like that. So they hold monthly competitions. Uh, well, not competitions, more like collaborations, where they'll put up an image, and they'll segment it, give it different numbers, and say, hey, you, you'll you model, model, say, number seven, and they'll keep passing around for that. And uh, eventually, um, I noticed a Bird thing uh, was also in the server, and I saw his mech icon. I was like, oh, hey, fellow Battletech fans, stuff like that. and. I didn't ask him at first because uh, I didn't know, but like over time, I realized, oh wait, you guys work on MechWarrior Living Legends. Do you, do you need another artist? Because uh, I'd, I'd love to sign up, and that's kind of how I got into the original Living Legends team. And um, uh, I was doing three D art for them for a couple of years. So like uh, the the Goblin, the Mad Dog uh, rework, I did the Marauder model uh as well as um a few other small things here and there texture work stuff like that um eventually uh, uh the discussion came up because like I was feeling I'd only been with the team for a couple of years and I was already feeling the growing pains of Cryengine. I was like, so uh you know MechWarrior Five 5's getting some mod tools you guys uh you guys be interested in that? And there be there was a pretty decently heated argument over it. Uh, half the team was like, no, never working with Piranha Games. Other half was like, we could do this, but like, I'm a little hesitant. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do this myself. I emailed Piranha Games myself, uh, got directed to Russ Bullock, and we had a couple email chains regarding the legality, the requirements, what we had to do if a project like this existed. And um, he basically told me, like, uh, as long... You can't make a standalone game. You're legally not allowed to do that. You don't have the license for it. But MechWerry 5 is going to have mod support. And you're more than welcome to build for that. And we'll help you out uh, where we can. After that point, I relayed the news to everyone. And they were not happy with me at all. (laughs) Not in the slightest. Um, But... Apparently, behind the scenes, I did not know this at all, uh, Lika was pulling together a team to start working on the second project, and they realized, oh, hey, Nathan already did half of the legwork
4: for us. Let's bring him in. And how did you get involved into uh, Battletech as a whole?
1: Oh, uh, so my uncle... He well he's not a family relative, but like he's he might as well be at this point. We've known him for years, but he worked for Hasbro. Oh, wow. Um yeah, he was in the game oh. divisions for Hasbro, so he gave me long time ago a copy of Mech Warrior 3 Pirates Moon. Oh yeah. Um I, yeah. I I I played um Mech Commander Gold and I was maybe like five or six at the time, so I didn't really understand it very well. I was <clears> bad at that game. Um, but I was—I always loved mechs. I was always really interested in the genre. And when I got caught, I handed the, a copy of this box, I was like, "Oh my god, you can actually pilot the mechs!" My dad—we went out to the store. We bought a joystick, plugged in, realized, "Oh, you need MechWarrior 3 to play this game." <laughs> so we went out, bought MechWarrior 3, and I've been playing—I played that, uh, like, start to finish. A good like 10 or so times like i kept playing it and then mech warrior 4 came out and i just kept playing the ever living crap out of that then yeah. mech commander 2 like i
4: i was hooked on BattleTech.
2: that's cool super cool all right but how about you
4: um well for the uh
0: team in general i um started uh around the modding community in the mw5d when when it was kind of came to be uh, just lurking around, and then, uh, like, originally started to work on a like battle armor mod for MW Five. Was doing the groundwork, etc. Before the before the um, uh, editor was released, and uh, at some point, the um, team for mwl Two, uh, Lego just said, uh, 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 "Do you want to work on this?" And I can, uh, "Yeah, of course." And uh, yeah, I think I've been pretty quiet on my other mod projects and been just slaving away at this one. Uh, in Battle Deck in general, uh started with uh, MechWarrior 4, uh, Mercenaries. Uh, I was like, <laughs> like a little kid as well. Um, played that a lot uh, back then. Then I kind of forgot about Battle Deck for years, and eventually I think. am not sure if MWO or MWLL was the first, but yeah, around like when the MWLL Community Edition uh, took off uh, some years ago.
4: That's when I started like really getting into this. And i uh, been at it since. Well, do you guys or someone on your team have a background
2: in the video game industry, or are you just doing this all freehand?
1: Um, for me, uh, I got my start working for Autodesk um i used to do um qa work for them and because of that i was pretty close with a lot of the game studios epic games was one of our biggest partners so i got to hang out with the dudes who made fortnite a lot really like they they're a really passionate group they love what they do like, you could definitely tell, though, they know how cringe some of the stuff they do is. So it's like really awkward asking them some questions. Or, like, one of the dudes, uh, like, they'll have kids come up to them and, like, you work on Fortnite and they'll do, like, the Fortnite dance for them. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. But, um, I was a military kid, so we moved around a lot. And one of the places we moved to was in uh, Marin County, where 2K Games was. So I got to do a lot of uh, Q&A and playtesting for them. Uh, one of the one of my favorites was uh, for the Civ- I got to do most of the Civ series, uh, as well as Borderlands, XCOM. Mm. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Mafia Three. I got to playtest from start to finish. Um, And uh, uh, not to toot my own horn, but a lot of the problems I called in that game before it was released was also called by all the other reviewers. So, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, I was right kind of feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Other than that, um, I'm I'm still not sure what I did exactly, but I worked for Apple as a 3D artist. And they told me, they gave me this handheld scanner that costs more than my car. It was $35,000 for this thing, but essentially, you can create 3D models through scans. And they gave me a bunch of objects and told me, make models of this. Okay, what's it for? We're not going to tell you, but do it anyways. And to this day, I still don't know what it's for. My manager told me when the the NDA is up, he'll tell me. But I still haven't received a message from him.
3: It's for the moon base.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right? The new Apple moon base or the new Apple rockets. Yeah. Um, Other than that, Living Legends was really the closest thing I could say I got to making, like, a final project I could tangibly
4: play or hold or do whatever with.
3: Okay.
4: All right, so you guys have experience
2: in the, like, IT and 3D development um, ecosystem as a whole, but you don't have that much specific experience for video game workflows.
4: No,
1: okay. my my experience is all over the place.
2: Okay, in that yep. case, I'm actually gonna jump a bit forward. Um, how do you build up your skills in that sense? Do you have any kind of specific sources, or do you just make it up as you go?
1: Uh, like in terms of like building a portfolio, I guess yeah. I okay, guess.
2: yeah, um, and building your workflows in the team, all those things you need to learn and coordinate.
1: So a lot of it, or at least for me, um, a lot of the skills that I have are entirely self-taught. I go to school for quote unquote art, but they really don't teach you what you need to know to actually do something in the industry. Uh, Literally. Video games, if you want to get into as a game developer, or if this is a hobby or a passion or whatever, go. you can go to school for it, but it's not going to give you what you need in order to succeed. You need to be willing to take the time outside of school, take the time out of work, spend free days off, Like even if you have to take an entire weekend, just do it. I'd really recommend taking time to learn something. Find what interests you, because there's a billion different things like 3D art, for example, there's animation, there's character art, there's hard surface modeling, there's sculpting, there's a lot of facets. Find a facet that fits you. Work on that like every single day, at least an hour or two, do something that uh, like equals to that. Build a portfolio, get something that looks nice, and somebody's gonna recognize that. That's um, I may not have a lot of experience, but that's how I managed to get the job for Apple, was building a portfolio, doing a bunch of things that interest me. And if you do something that
4: you like, somebody else is gonna like that too. Bald, sorry, we kind of skipped over you. You were trying to say something earlier.
0: Uh, I kind of, kind of forget already, so I guess I can just <laughs> answer this. Uh, this um. Um, I'm self taught as well. I don't really think there's. I guess there may be schools for Unreal, but uh, I mean, from what I've heard or uh, stalked around, like the um, Unreal Slackers, which is the sort of official Discord for Unreal developers, like pretty much everyone has to uh, learn it themselves. Uh, There's quite scant learning resources, so it's usually just some random YouTube tutorials, Uh, maybe some Udemy. uh, courses on it, but, um, yeah, it's been a learning experience, like, probably the first year I just read it, Battle Armor, like, four four times, about, yeah, uh, four times, um, just, like, trying to brush up on how to actually <laughs> make it work. Okay,
2: so it's basically, like, every time in software development, you just Google whatever you're trying to do.
0: Oh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, sometimes it's, it's really that simple, others... Uh, uh... Hopefully, you can find find something. That it's some edge cases might not be available. If you're like trying to do some custom systems, there might be no guide to do that. So it's just like applying some uh, similar techniques and trying to get it to work. Um, a lot of uh, trial and error has gone into this mm. project.
2: Yeah. How many people do you currently have as part of your team?
1: Um, hold up. I can pull up the Discord and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh wrong buttons server settings uh that would be uh 55 members of the team currently wow
3: wow you have more people yeah. than pgi does <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so we um when we started we started out with maybe like 12 15 people spread out so we got we our current organization is spread between four different teams so we have the design team. They handle like maps and game modes and stuff like that. The code team, which is what Bolter is leading, does all the framework of the game. Then the art team. Uh, and then we also have the sound team. Uh, sound team has, until recently, more or less did all of their work in a single week. I don't know how they do it. Uh, Bolter has literally single-handedly built this entire game as it is for the most part and then uh me and the artists are struggling to keep up uh it's it takes a while but when we went public uh we got like an influx of people uh like said hey i like what i saw like i want to be a part of this and We had a lot of people just reach out wanting to help either financially or wanting to help with, um, you know, the project itself or just wanting to help spread the word. Um, Phil from No Guts, No Galaxy reached out to us as well. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, was it? I can't pronounce his name. Darren from the PGI team. He got me in touch with him. Yeah, Yeah, Darren. There it is. He he got me in touch with him and said I should reach out to Phil to try and help us, you know, get some more community outreach.
3: Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, ever I was I was actually watching a, um, a a streamer the other night, and they were talking about MechWarrior like Live Legends too. I'm like, hey, you know, basically we're gonna have him on the podcast. Check it out! And uh, they were so excited about, about having combined arms. You know, you know, armor, tanks, vehicles, and everything else. They loved it. They loved the idea. And so it's getting out there. It's getting out there. It's gonna be a great thing you guys are doing because I love combined arms. I'm a big combined arms type person. Mechs are cool. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, battle armor. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's a reason why I like Bad Company too. over, say, like, Call of Duty at the mm-hmm. time. Like, I, I really like uh, having the option of combined arms. There's a lot of strategy you can get into it, a lot of creativity. Some people do some really, really cool stuff using the tools that they're given. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like Battletech as a whole was always about combined arms. I mean, I never played like the physical tabletop yeah. outside of like there's like a, a mech tech game you could download yeah, with yeah. people online yeah that um i've always wanted something like that for BattleTech, and when i originally discovered living legends that was like oh my god this is actually a thing i love it Yeah and i i want to bring that feeling with MechWarrior living legends too because yeah. it's severely lacking in the genre right now
3: oh definitely by far like i mean, the only time you see this on the uh, tabletop games Basically, you have like a bind arms, and that's it. And you don't see in them in the online games, you don't see them like anywhere except for your game, Mech or Living Legends. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Cool idea. I love it. Definitely. So, with 55
2: people, um, you said you have kind of split them up in like four divisions and you communicate via Discord, I assume? Yeah, um, we
1: use a Discord server for all our development needs. Do you
2: have some kind of other external tool to like track your progress and communicate on split tasks, something like Jira or this kind of uh, stuff?
1: Yeah, so we use uh, Trello in order to keep track of our tasks. Hmm. Um, when uh, so we got several people of our team are actually industry veterans uh who are also either part of the team or helping collaborate with the team uh one guy he uh, manages like fortune 500 companies with their organization and structure so he hopped right in and since lico's taking over as project lead he's been helping him and the other dev teams trying to get organized so we've we literally have like backing from people who have been a part of this industry for like 25 years or plus. Um, yeah. We also use, for the time being, uh, it's not really a recommended choice, but it's what we can afford. Because I'm literally paying out of pocket for all of our tools. Um, we're, I'm using uh, GitHub to uh, do all of our repositories. Um, it's not a recommended pro like program for this at all it's not meant for this it's meant for coding and uh maybe like websites and development projects like that not meant to host a game it's got a file size limit of like a gigabyte and it's been difficult
4: to work with Mm. Mm. (laughs) um so with this many people um do
2: you have a rough guess how many actual work hours you get per week or month or whatever
1: uh i guess it really depends on each individual person because i mean uh, by the end of the day this is just a vol this is a volunteer project like a passion project essentially none of us are getting paid for this so we all have to um you know we got to earn money somehow uh feed ourselves and put bread on the table so (laughs) to speak uh for me um i'm fortunate that um because I was a military dependent, uh, I, w- I get uh, money through school that I can use to help me pay my bills while I'm looking for work and transitioning from California to Tennessee. So I can put a lot of time into this, but uh, not everybody's so lucky.
0: Yeah, I've got a lot of time myself as well. So personally, I'd say it's around 20 hours, but uh, it fluct- fluctuates wildly. Uh, sometimes it's like 40 almost 50 hours a week if i'm really like getting into group and sometimes i may like take a week uh take a week or a half just chill uh brew up some ideas and uh yeah hmm. um but yeah like i said it's a voluntary project so we work when we can especially with covid it's been can be quite rough yeah yeah it
2: still sounds like you have more manpower and actual work time than some of these small indie companies so that's I'm impressed. Yeah, I know. yeah,
1: we we got lucky because MechWarrior Living Legends was already a name, so we we had the opera. We had uh, well, we, we were allowed to use that essentially. Uh, if if we didn't have uh, the name of MechWarrior Living Legends, like people are basically gonna say, like, who the heck are you guys? What do you think you're doing? Do you uh, not a lot of people surprisingly still have faith in MechWarrior Living Legends? You know, becoming the game that they dream of so i'm I'm glad that we have this kind of community feedback.
2: yeah. It also sounds like a a lot of pressure you've guys got going on. how do you, How do you deal with that?
1: Uh, mostly ignore it. Um, <laughs> that that's generally like the best idea, or at least <laughs> we've all had was like because I don't know if any of you have actually checked our uh, community discord, but if you go into dev questions or suggestions, It is a mosh pit, like half the time. People will put an idea out there, and then somebody else always has an issue. Like, um, one of the biggest, I guess, contrivances people have is with, like, uh, I guess, was it pinpoint damage or hitbox, uh, like, uh, like, or like how how to handle ammo explosions in case or knockdowns or crits and stuff like that. One person will post an idea and whether it's good or not, another person will be like, "No, this is bad. This is not what I want." And it it essentially our our best tool to uh, not get lost in all of this is just to pretend it's not happening. Uh, we'll answer whatever questions we deem are like legitimately good questions. And, uh, like, we'll give feedback based on our current uh, dev model and where we're at in the project. But other than that, we try to ignore it.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. what you got to do. So, <laughs> the truth. That's it.
2: So if, you, if you're already discussing questions that are this specific uh, can you give us a rough idea where in the project timeline you are? Like, it originally sounded like you're still quite at the beginning. But you are also thinking about things that are really late.
1: Yeah, we're we're still definitely in the beginning of the project, and that's one of the one of the struggles we've definitely been having is when when we went public and did our first playtest. The in our own dev Discord, there was like a lot of excitement, and with excitement, you tend to have people who kind of get ahead of themselves. So, uh, Liko's goal has been to try and, you know, reel it in a little bit and keep things realistic. Um, but yes, we are very early in this project. We barely have the mechs are all PGIs models right now. We will be replacing all of PGIs assets with our own, mm-hmm. but everything in the game right now is a placeholder. We only have, I want to say, two models that are our own. It's the Donner for the VTOL and it's Saber for the Aerospace other than that everything else is PGI's own work so once we can get that we can have more of an idea of where we're at but we're still very early in the project
2: hmm. what was the uh, what was the background of the decision to go public at this point right now Whether than sooner or later
1: um, we we've had a lot of discussions regarding going public uh, for the project um it was kind of split whether or not we should wait until we had something to show before going public or going public ahead of time. Um, when we got to the point um, that we had a playable like early alpha build, we figured, you know what? like We can't really get more done until we know how well this actually works. And that was the point of the public stress test, was to see how well it works. And we can't do a stress test if people don't know we exist. So it was a bit of a catch-22. So we, ha- we had to go public. We had no choice.
2: And so you did the uh, Alpha public Alpha test uh, two weeks ago. Something yeah, like we that. did
1: it. I, at this point, it was two weeks ago. And we had a um a pretty big turnout for it. I think in total, we had anywhere between like thirty and forty people come to either watch or play twenty five players in game. The rest were just you know observing stuff like that. Um. Hopefully, we can get the servers up to 32 players, but I'm still surprised it worked that well.
2: Hmm. Uh, so what was the general consensus from the people you've talked about the playtest? How did it go?
1: Um, A lot of people really, they, they had fun. We we had a lot of fun playing it. If you, um, Critical Rocket actually was there as well mm-hmm. doing a recording. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if any of you watched his video he recently posted for Living Legends 2 um but the general consensus was um that for what it is very very early alpha project build um it was it was competent at the very least it it, it works kind of um it's fun to play uh a lot of you can see a lot of what the living legends currently has like you can see the early like frameworks for that and what we have right now um there's still a lot of Issues we have to go through a lot of problems. The aerospace model, and the VTOL model, needs to be tweaked a lot. Ground vehicles sometimes get stuck in the ground. Uh, mechs uh, are the only thing that's like you know working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for what it is, it it's it's a good framework for, for uh, the future.
2: Yeah, as always with any project, expectation management is probably the most important thing after going public.
1: Yeah, I I won't lie, I I was also uh, like uh, one of the big offenders for that, cause like I got about a billion ideas I want to do with this project, but like <laughs> realistically we have one goal, and that's to make um, like a parody of Living Legends before we start doing anything else.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, port okay. the demo. Yeah, <laughs> Just port it, Yeah, I'm sorry. Just port it, That's okay. the idea. Yeah,
2: yeah, that sounds about right. And...
0: Yeah. For for the test, uh, it was a positive surprise. Like, uh, like I, I could see the netcode being butchered, uh, etc. So it's still a work in progress. Uh, but uh, from what I understood, we didn't have a, like any crashes, or barely any crashes. Uh, stability was good. Uh, most of the core systems worked, um, etc. So all in all, I'm positively surprised that it even got past 12 players. Wow,
3: okay.
2: Yeah. So, at the risk of kind of going um opposite, opposite, opposite to expectation management, what are your current plans in terms of uh, separating for Living Legends and Living Legends to uh, like what feature sets do you want to differ? Do we just want to basically clone um, the game and expand from there?
1: So we're we're not going to limit ourselves to just being another Living Legends clone because um, I mean Living Legends as it is, it's old very very old Mm -hmm. but it's still a a good game it's still fun to play and like if you want to play living legends you can just go play that because it's already like more or less finished um our our ways of standing out is we we have new tools we have tech isn't older than my brother like the, the cry engine's 15 years old at this point it 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 has no pbr support it, we can't really do much of the code because it's all buried deep inside the source, and we're mm. not allowed to access it. Uh, what we have here is the opportunity to do something new. Like, for instance, one one thing I would really like to do with this is space battles. Uh, mm, I feel yeah. like, um, <laughs> yeah. I like, like like ba- Battlefront Two uh, mm. style space battles. And In essence, uh, I would like to do something like that. You know. Uh, I don't know if you guys have played Commander Gold or anything like that, but there is a two-segment, like, it was like two seconds were uh, at the very beginning of the intro for that game where uh, when they're coming in to uh, drop on a planet to invade uh, Clan Jade Falcon, you see that a, a Corsair comes in and blows up a ComSat. Uh, I want to take that and turn that into a 40-minute game mode.
3: Yeah, yeah, see, like, the only thing I would see probably would be the warships, you know, like, if you could put warships, like, into it, though, like, how how would you do that, you know, like, um, then obviously you got aerospace fighters, or would it just be in the background, you're all aerospace fighters, or just whatever, I think that'd be cool, though, I mean, I would love yeah. that, that'd be awesome. Where
1: That's definitely something, like, it's just an idea we've mm-hmm. had, we haven't written anything down, so we definitely have to, like, really discuss it, um, but we don't want to limit ourselves to just being Living Legends 2.0. Uh, yeah, that
0: that's yeah. not something we want to do. Uh, I guess the general idea is get like ported first, and then we can uh, when we get our uh, like uh, solid foundation set in, then we'll uh, see about expanding. And uh, for the port, we'll of course uh, do some quality of life fixes that haven't yeah. been possible to do in uh, the old Mwll. But uh, for the most part, we'll try to stay through through uh, ported first, and then uh, yeah, we got a lot of ideas going going forward after that.
2: Hmm. So we've already talked uh, for a couple of seconds about the uh, Mac models in particular. Um, You plan on doing custom models for most of the Macs I've gathered. Are you planning on kind of taking the Living Legends designs and just porting them over to engine or do you want to blend them and then use style for Battletech?
1: We're going to blend the the old and the new styles. Um, there's an artist that we've sort of been taking inspiration from. His name is Shimmering Sword. Uh, yeah. I know he did a lot of uh, art for the tabletop version models. Um, and we wanted to take sort of that style as I, I like some of the mechs that uh, they have in MechWarrior Online and MechWarrior 5. I like some of their models. Um, but a lot of them feel like like are, are they feel like they're made from the same factory kind of thing, or um, a lot of them are really they're really blocky. They have a lot mm-hmm. of squares and a lot of angular shapes, and I, I feel like it all kind of blends together and becomes samey. For instance, my favorite mech is the Bushwhacker in MechWarrior 3. That's a that's a it's a yeah. line mech. It's supposed to get in the thick of things, and in MechWarrior 3, it's a meaty boy. You can tell like he can give some punishment and take it. And and Mech Warrior Online, he looks like he needs a Big Mac. Like he's so tiny and so thin. Like it, it it's it's just. I, I I love the artists um for the team. I've met a couple of the artists. They do some amazing work. I just feel like the direction wasn't all there. It it feels like it's going towards um. Well, say Robotech. Like uh, mm-hmm. a lot a lot of the mechs look like they can be ripped out of Robotech at this point.
3: Yeah. Don't tell Harvey Gold right, though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Lawsuit, Max. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so in that sense, uh, what do you think about the t- uh, tabletop redesigns? Have you taken a look at those yet?
1: I, I've looked at, actually, uh, we, we looked at a lot of the tabletop designs. In fact, I um I, when I was making the Marauder for the original Living Legends, my Marauder is slightly across between the MechWarrior Online Marauder and the Tabletop Marauder. Okay. Uh, I just kind of kitbashed a lot of the parts, um, so to speak. I, I took a bunch of different references, took what I like from one, took what I like from another. Uh, the legs for the Marauder, for instance, are from the online version, but the arms are from the Tabletop version, stuff like that. But we, we've we've looked at the Tabletop uh, arts a lot, like. Really, really in detail to figure out what we do and don't
4: like about each of the models. Okay. So, um, Balder, mm-hmm. I would like uh, to have,
2: ask some questions to you. Then, um, right. from a development standpoint, I guess a lot of things are a lot easier to develop from the new Living Legends than the original one. Are there some challenges you found that are just much more difficult in the? Unreal framework.
0: Um, I haven't really worked with, but um, I did some minor code work with the first first game, so can't really tell you all the differences. But um, well, uh, Unreal runs on well, basically what we only run on is uh, blueprints, uh, which is basically like the Unreal um, uh, flow graph uh, coding language. So uh, just the sheer uh rapidness of uh, iterating on that is, I think, one of the ki- best best points that you could probably uh, uh, take from those. Like, if you run on uh, CryEngine, uh, uh, you will have to go first, uh, then uh, slap that in, uh, run those. Uh, in Unreal, you can just like uh, slap your nodes together, then you press play, you're five seconds and you're testing it. You can uh, go mm-hmm. back, uh, do your changes. And uh, it don't takes like a few minutes to test, so you can uh, like uh, try line error really fast, which is one of the biggest strengths, I think, at least from my mind.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you have um, you have aerospace and video else that are already player controller, right? I read that from. The uh,
0: yeah, we got basically we got uh, uh, I think all but the tanks are like playable. Currently, that work? uh thanks still needed some love they got the framework set up but uh, it's hasn't been finalized uh at least on the code side um but uh like getting ASF to work um uh it it was alright um like we're doing fully custom uh blueprints for this so it's basically mm-hmm. just working from a ground up um we got a great designer uh ancient Device that's uh, uh, basically uh, designing the uh, all the aerodynamics, etc., and I'm basically working off those, making it uh, run in the code. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's relatively easy. I'm not going to say it's like really straightforward. There's been some back and forth on that, but uh, for the most part, it's um, quite a breeze working. Working as long as we can work on like our own own code base instead of like trying to mash something with MW5 code base, which can get quite true. Uh, mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah.
2: And I guess in, in terms of meshing, um did you have to do a lot of ex- put a lot of extra work into making vehicles player controllable? Um
0: well they're they custom custom blueprints. So yeah, it's all built from scratch. Uh, mm-hmm. I, uh th- I tried uh, initially going like Taking the MW five uh, tanks uh, etc. and uh, while it probably could have worked. Uh, it Would have required a lot of hacking and like the overall, how would I say, fidelity of the tank simulation isn't really what we want. Like it's quite bare bones mm-hmm. in like how you can control the tanks etc.
2: Okay, very interesting. Uh, what tools do you use for dev work? You've uh, you've already mentioned some of the tools you're using to coordinate. Uh, what do you use for actual dev work?
0: Uh, oh. so, yeah go ahead go ahead oh sorry
1: Boulder <laughs> um so uh, each of us use different tools because you know different teams do different stuff um but the art team we use blender uh, I mean it's I, I work for Autodesk but I still prefer blender uh, <laughs> for for all the model work and sculpting creating characters creating art assets um for uh, textures and stuff like that we use substance painter it it's just. The industry standard at this point, and it works really well.
0: Hmm. And uh, well, from our end, it's fully Unreal-like. Yeah, that's really not can't really work outside it uh, for for now. Eventually, uh, we can. Well, everyone probably use their own uh, ID, but uh, yeah, it's good work
3: after that. So, like um, Unreal Engine, is that a uh, open source? program to go ahead and mess with and everything
4: um unreal engine
0: itself is um mw5 engine is not so it's basically built of uh, it's a modified unreal engine version uh 4.2 3.1 that we're using so we don't have like
4: uh source level access with that but yeah it's uh yeah unreal engine itself is. okay okay just curious about that yeah i guess um i mean IDEs will realistically
2: don't matter too much and then you use uh, you said git to exchange the actual game and like 1 gigabyte file and that sounds that sounds painful if you want to yeah it
1: surprisingly like it's it's worked just cuz um unreal packages its files a bit differently than say unity does it when you uh, do it in unity unity throws it all at once. Mm. Um, Unreal, you can just throw in the file once, and you can reference it as many times as you need without mm. you know stacking up uh, data. Our, our biggest concern was the level itself. Um, so I'm not sure who all has looked at the playable test level so far, but it's essentially a redesign of Blood Gulch uh, from Halo. And uh, that level alone was like, Five gigs just to just for all the uh, the work on it, but when we packed it, it, it brought it down to only a couple like hundred megs. It it surprisingly works really well for that.
0: Yeah, uh, we're in the process of migrating I think to SVN right now because while GitHub has worked, uh, because we haven't really expanded, but uh, now that we're uh, kicking up up the gears with art and uh, level design, it's going to get real bloated, and we're gonna run into the problems github has with uh, uh binary projects
3: uh, real soon i, mean, I yeah. think with uh, iq fish uh with the um hired steel project yeah uh, i don't know what he uses but it works for them you might want to go talk out you know go and talk with iq fish and uh he's yeah, uh he's in our discord yeah. uh
1: the development discord so i can okay. ask him yeah. he's um providing some assets for uh our project to help oh, us good. out um i mean it's it's better than trying to model everything from scratch all the time Sure. But uh, for instance, the the flight seat uh, that uh, we wanted to use for our mechs and our aerospace, um, uh-huh. we're going to steal it from him.
2: <laughs> That's cool. Um, so I recall Substance Painter is a, a licensed uh, paid software, right?
1: Yep, that is
2: correct. Uh, do you have uh, other tools that you need to actively pay for?
1: Uh... At the time, the only other software that we're paying for um, or trying to get enough licenses or money to pay for is World Creator 2 uh, for creating the actual levels. Um, we want to get Houdini, but that's a $300 software as well. It's, it's really expensive, and most of the stuff we're using right now I'm paying out of pocket myself to get people what they need. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's adding up quick.
3: Okay, so, so I
2: guess let's let's jump forward. How can people help you in that sense?
1: So right right now, um, we don't have anything for helping us financially wise, and we're gonna keep that way for a little bit. We don't feel comfortable taking people's money until we have something to show for it. And right now, we don't feel like we have something to show for it. We're our goal for this project right now, uh, like for our roadmap is to get a vertical slice completed. So, having three levels completed, four max, four variants, two aerospace, two VTOL, and two ground vehicles. Once we have that and it's a competent project, then we'll feel comfortable asking people, "Hey, you know, like we, we need this for tools, and especially servers servers are going to be the biggest expense mm-hmm. uh, we we need money to host those, otherwise, people can't play yeah. um, so but right now, we just we don't want to take people's money unless we feel like they're getting a product that's worth paying for.
2: So I guess if people want to support you, they could start saving up to maybe host a server for you in the future.
1: <laughs> I mean if, if people are willing to hardware, you could probably donate that if like you uh, if you say like you got an old computer sitting in the corner of your room, just plug it into your Ethernet and we can set it up as a render node or like host a server on it. Hmm. uh that that w- that would probably help us out a little bit <laughs> uh otherwise i'm not taking anybody's money until we're ready to
3: yeah okay
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: good idea. all right uh so far out of the things you've done of legends so what are the things you are most proud of
1: uh honestly i'm mostly proud of the community i when when we started this project, uh, we had so many doubts going through this that we could even make it work. There were so many uncertainties. Um, our, our talks with PGI—they've—they've they've been pretty forthcoming with information regarding their project, but a lot of it was only like in bits and pieces. We kind of had to pull it out. A lot of people. Biggest hurdle was like, could we even get multiplayer working? Um, there there was there was so many uh doubts that we would have
4: enough manpower or resources to even finish a competent uh game hmm. Bardo, what, what do you think um i i guess uh, just a play that
0: it actually ran that well it didn't crash for people uh the game itself worked like even the internet code, uh broke down quite hard uh was sort of expected. So all things considered like the, I don't really have any like favorites, uh, no favorite children or anything. But uh, <laughs> overall, overall, I'm pretty happy at the uh, level, like background level, that it's uh, functioning currently.
2: Don't lie to us, Boiler. Everyone has favorite average <laughs> children. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess so, I guess so, but uh, I can't really single out anything at, at this time, unfortunately.
2: Okay, so from the lessons learned uh, with the playtest, do you think you guys are going to be busy for quite a while or do we have plans for a future playtest at some point soon? Uh,
1: we're definitely going to be doing a future playtest pretty, re- er, pretty frequently, sorry, stuttering <laughs> <laughs> on my own words. Um, we're going to be doing frequent updates to the current build. Uh, our plan is to try and do it in two-week cycles. So whatever, um, we'll, we'll set up a, uh, a roadmap for the next build and try to put whatever we can into completing that build for the next update. Uh, right now, our plan is finishing the assets, getting the maps done. And um, for our current uh, store build, we pretty much have like 10 different mechs. We're going to want to consolidate that down to the four mechs with the four variants. Uh, so that way we have a more manageable, uh, play test to work with.
3: you have a timeline for this? Uh, hopefully two weeks from now. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't, I, I expected a couple of months, but two weeks from now, <laughs> that, that's great. Uh, we've,
1: we've surprisingly gotten quite a bit done. Uh, the maps themselves are almost ready for, um, a playable build. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've gotten... I think like 10 people on the maps team alone they're they're all working on uh currently working on their individual maps and then we're all going to collaborate together to get assets thrown into the maps to make a playable map.
3: Okay. Well, I didn't expect that. Damn, that's great, actually. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have. Uh, um, it, it, can I be a playtester on this one? Yeah, of course. Like <laughs> a,
1: anybody who uh, the requirement, of course, mm-hmm. right now due to legal reasons, is you own a copy of MechWarrior yeah, yeah, Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you want to playtest the game, you just hop into the community Discord, mm-hmm. give yourself the role, and you can download the the build.
5: Okay.
3: Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: Kind of one question then. Uh, Micro Five is, I believe, still part of the Microsoft. Um, what's it called? Game Pass is that version compatible with your
1: mod? No. So we actually okay. had uh, I think like four or five people who came in and we were trying to walk them through trying to actually get the mod working. Turns out they they had the game pass. I guess the way it handles its licensing interferes with our ability to run our network. Mm. Um mm. same well- same Oh, sorry. Go ahead, yeah. uh,
0: so basically, we have to hack the, um, hack the game basically to um, make the multiplayer work. So we have to launch it without the um, existing networking subsystem. So, what the base game actually uses for uh, running the network, and it can't be done on the Xbox Live uh, because the file files are encrypted, etc. on that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, you can run and test it uh, single player, but you can't connect. Currently. Okay.
5: Yeah, I would imagine
2: Microsoft isn't all too happy with what you guys are doing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've actually been in... uh, So the vice president of the uh, Microsoft game division, I reached out to him regarding uh, us getting a standalone license for that. They basically told us, no. Just no. (laughs) Nice try, guy. No.
2: (laughs) He didn't even give you a price that you would have to pay, just no.
1: No, no, he was just... No. (laughs) The... The wording was, I'm sorry, but we're not looking for another Battletech product at this time, which essentially equates down to, you know. (laughs) We're
3: going to hold on to it for 30 years and hopefully, you know, something pops up or something, right?
1: Yeah, I, um, we're, we're thinking that maybe if we get enough, uh, like. Player feedback if we get enough of a community going, we might be able to do what um installation one does and get a standalone license or like a non commercial license uh so we can't you know make money off of it outside of maybe like donations and stuff like that uh but we'll still be able to be outside of p g i s uh framework
3: yeah okay <clears>
2: that would cool, so I guess in the sense of um getting people to bug microsoft um how can people help to spread the word? And do we have any plans to do specific marketing for Macquarie Living Legends?
1: Uh, we do, we just, um, we're just getting started. I uh, recently created the Macquarie Living Legends Twitter that's up and running. We're gonna make a Facebook page. We have some people working on a website for us. Um, if anybody wants to help this project, the biggest thing they can do is spread the word to as many people as listen. Uh that's really the biggest thing we need right now is uh members, manpower. Well we'll take whoever is willing to volunteer and of course you know has the skills to do it. We won't take everybody, but if you wanna, you know, get your start, your foot in the door, um this is the best way to do it.
3: Okay. Yeah, definitely spread the word, man. That that's how that's how everything works. That's how guerrilla marketing is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, true.
2: Yeah. And as always, for those of you listening to the podcast, links are going to be in the description. So feel free to share those around. And I actually only have one more question. Um, what are your major inspirations and influences besides, of course, the original Equivalent Legends?
1: Um, for, for me, I have quite a few. Um for one the uh the installation zero one team was a pretty big inspiration for me a while ago before i joined living legends team i wanted to work on a halo project and um i applied for them like so many times and never once have i heard back from them i felt (laughs) a little bit defeated so i i was like you know what? what could hurt i reached out to bolter and showed him some of the models I made. It's like, put pretty please. Can I please work on your guys's project? I need something in my life. And uh, he like immediately said yes. Like we're we're up for it. And um, until we started working on Living Legends too, I was more or less the go-to guy for getting models done in Living Legends. I I did a lot of the texture and modeling work for them. Um, and it was shoot. It was thanks to them that I even got a job at Apple for as a three D artist role.
3: Cool. Cool. Walter.
0: Um, no, how many inspirations uh, besides MWL? Uh I'd say maybe for like Tribes. Tribes really good for I'm probably gonna be designing Battle Armours is kind of my forte in uh the first MWL. Uh so like Tribes, uh stuff like squad, etc., which aren't directly applicable, but uh, uh there's a lot of good design um, influence from those and uh, general feel for what you can get in like a combined arms okay. uh, setting Setting. Going on.
2: Hmm. so as a team do we have any kind of uh, game or other project you're looking at where like okay this is cool we kind of want to do something like this
1: um We've been taking a lot of inspiration from a different, a lot of different games. Um, I don't know if anybody's actually been listening to me, but for the flight models for aerospace and VTOL, I kind of wanted to do something like um, like uh, War Thunder does it or uh, shoot just like. Um, I feel like the mouse is a pretty good tool we can use for actually controlling our aerospace without it crashing and burning like it does currently. <laughs> um, whether or not they listen to my suggestions is, uh, you know, another story entirely. Um, but yeah, actually, squads another another good inspiration. Arma stuff like that. I mean, the the formula that they have works really well for what we're trying to do. Combined arms. It's kind of, in a way, kind of a sandbox already as it is. You can kind of do what you want with it. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, yeah, there's 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 a lot out there. Too many for me to name. But whatever okay. is the hot topic of the moment.
0: Yeah, for the most part, we got a really good inspiration of it from the first MWLO, which is, uh, in my opinion, a real masterpiece of uh, of the game. Uh, I agree. It is janky, it is unfinished, but even with that, it's really the best game I've ever, play- ever played. And just being able to get that in, uh, fix it a bit, uh, is going to be uh, quite an achievement. Yeah, I 100% agree. I'm
2: always saying Macro Living Legends is the best Macro game out there right now. So if you can just basically bring Living Legends up to current day technology, you've already got a
3: masterpiece on your hands. I mean, I love playing the Battle Armor. That was just freaking amazing. That was so, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, we. Oh,
1: we, w- we want to implement battle armor very, very soon, once we can get enough. Um, we don't know if it's going to be actually in the vertical slice, depending mm-hmm. on how much work it actually takes implementing it. And we really haven't actually discussed how we want to implement battle armor. But what I would like to do is, um, you know how Fallout 4 handles power armor? Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to do that.
3: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. You know, like in pieces, right? Pieces yeah, or Yeah
1: yeah and uh, you know it's it's like treat battle armor as if it's like a vehicle rather than like you're mm-hmm. you're your, uh, like a like a big daddy in a a giant suit where your skin's grafted to the each segment of it. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to feel like it could be a tool you can
4: use rather than something you're defaulted to,
3: okay. Mm-hmm.
4: All yeah. well, I associate with Fallout 4's fall,
0: uh, power armor now is uh, the noodley men in Fallout
4: 76. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
1: Oh, what a disaster that game was.
3: Yeah, it, it's getting better, but it has its issues. Big time. <laughs> well, when it first came out, it was S-Show, uh, man. I just couldn't believe they ever put that out. You know, especially at AAA company. But anyways, that's a story. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Oh, good. Well, did you want
2: to add something onto this?
0: Uh, well, on the topic of Battle Armor, uh, it's one of the like unfinished pieces of m. w. l. l so we really have a lot of freedom. Well, uh, quite a lot of freedom to work with that. Um, I'd say, for the most part, we want to make it less annoying to fight against and more mm. um, approachable to play as, which are one of the two biggest issues, I think, that are for, uh, for it currently. So, uh, to actually be good at uh, MWLO Battle Armor, you have to play it really annoyingly, and it is really hard. Like mm-hmm. It is probably the hardest asset to play in the game right now, which it can be in the new one as well, but it really needs some thought in that department.
1: Yeah. Um, the- MWL1's battle armor. I, I just run around terrified. <laughs> that usually works out quite well. A lot of hiding in ditches, like, come and get me. Oh, they, they chase me. And I jump out of the ditch with jump jets. And it works quite well at wasting their time. But I'm not sure I'm getting much actual damage done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's really how you play it. You just keep moving and hope you don't die. And uh, I mean, if you're tying a couple 1-2 guys that are chasing you, you're doing good work. True, true. Yeah.
4: Exactly, by time. Ian?
2: OK. Yeah, from my side, I'm uh, through with the Living Legends-related questions. I do have some quick fire questions, if you guys want to do those. And before that, I would give it over to Bob and Bider if you have any more questions.
3: I, I asked my questions that I need to go and ask, actually. I'm pretty happy. Um, it, It's getting out there. Uh, Mechware Living Legends 2 um people are excited and uh i'm i'm excited i I mean i didn't expect you guys to be this quick on 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 what you're doing on on the next play test that's that's awesome
1: we we got a surprising amount of uh support from the community and thanks to a lot of people joining we now have like a good amount of manpower where we can get things done
3: yeah i I mean (laughs) i mean not to uh bash pga but damn I mean, a independent, a group of friends coming together to make this game. And then we got, you know, PGI. I'm not bashing PGI that much, but yeah, yeah, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it really yeah.
0: started as like a few guys with a dream, and now it's kind of blown up into a full uh, full development team. So uh,
1: it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's also why I was... I'm really. Oh, sorry, Walter, I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: No, 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 I was finished mm-hmm. Um,.
1: It's also why I'm really glad that Liko is taking up project lead, because essentially I was doing, like, a PR team lead, mm-hmm. project lead, as well as art team lead all at the same time, and I was starting to feel the burnout from it.
3: True, true. Okay.
1: Yeah, need to delegate.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So I guess in that sense, how do you guys handle burnout, and in general, the stress that's putting you under?
1: Uh, for me, taking short breaks every so often is a good way. Just like I'll, because I'll, quite often I'll, I'll spend two weeks on doing something until it literally like starts to affect my health, and then I'll I'll take like maybe half a week or a week just you know play some games, do whatever I want. Um, I need to get out of the habit of doing that, but uh, <laughs> it's it's just been my coping method for right now.
0: Hmm. Uh, for me, it's kind of taking it easy, so to speak. Like, I don't really really force myself to work, so I just I have found that's the best way to approach it uh, personally. Just work when you can, and uh, uh, usually, when I start off doing like, a, uh, let's do one quick
4: fix, and then it blows up into me working six hours on finishing the system, etc. So, yeah, just taking
0: it easy.
5: uh think for me.
2: All right, then, moving on to our last segment of the episode, quickfire questions. I'm basically going to give you guys a, uh, not necessarily a question, just a topic, uh, anything, and you're going to try and answer it with a sentence or less. Uh, how versed are you in tech lore?
1: Wait, what was that?
2: How versed. How well versed are you in tech oh, lore? Oh,
1: how well versed?
2: Uh... You're probably a lot, Nene.
1: Yeah, I mean, i played all the MechWarrior games, uh, but That's I haven't cool. read any of the novels. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I'd say shame on you, but eh. As long <laughs> as you've at least played all the games. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, I'm okay uh, I've read a few novels, uh, played a lot. I'm not like encyclopedia-level uh, <laughs> BT uh, nerd, but uh, yeah, i got the general grasp on all of the final limits of it.
2: Okay, okay, that's probably good enough. Yeah. Right. Uh let's go. Favorite part of the timeline of battle Tank? Uh
1: definitely uh the clan invasion.
0: Thirty fifty.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably the same, maybe jihad. Uh I haven't really read stuff about that too much, so I'm not really where how well worse how qualities but I, the idea in mm.
2: Least favorite
1: part of the timeline. Early succession wars definitely. Really? Oh wow. Mm. Yeah, okay. I just I I I guess uh, for me just a lot of it is um I I I guess just none of my favorite mechs are in it, so mm. not a big fan. <laughs> okay. I love I love the politics of it. It's just like it, it feels old because it is in terms of battle tech timeline.
3: Yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs>
2: I mean, that answer wasn't Quickfire compatible, but that's the first time we've heard that, so.
3: Yeah, it's the first time I ever, I ever heard that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and only it's like Dark Age or something like that, you know, you know, or like Jihad or something like that. But OK. Uh, first part, um, Probably Clan
0: Invasion for the simple reason that the Clan IS, um, how would I say, interaction was really clunky, in my opinion.
5: Mm.
2: OK, favorite characters? Our top favorite character.
1: Kerensky, by far.
3: Which one? Because uh, there's many no. of them.
1: Good, good point. Uh,
3: yeah. General <laughs> uh, Kerensky? I, I, Natasha Kerensky? No, no,
1: Alexander Kerensky. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. Okay, Alexander.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: The, the original pimp daddy
0: himself.
3: The original guy who took everybody. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh,
0: for me, Carson Carlyle
3: or Aiden Price. Okay. Aiden mm-hmm. Price,
2: Carlyle.
4: Yeah. And, Good choice, choice. Well, and the least favorite character? Uh, maybe Katrina Steiner?
3: Everyone hates her. Everybody hates her.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, you mean Catherine
2: Steiner, of oh, course. Oh, Catherine, not. yeah. 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 Okay. Best answer, uh, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the,
0: uh, I don't know. The lad from the uh, Jade Falcon books. I don't know. He was a real asshole. Mm. Just like a clunky climber. In general.
4: Okay, I don't disagree. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> mech? Uh, can I, can I say two? Cause
1: it's it's really like sure. Timberwolf or Bushwhacker. The the I grew up with those
4: two. Okay. Cool.
0: Uh, if I'd have to choose one, maybe Execution. It's kind of the perfect mm-hmm. balance of speed, firepower, armor uh, in assaults.
2: Interesting. And then let's start with Boulder for the least
0: favorite mech. Least favorite mech. Oh. I don't know. A bunch. <laughs> uh, basic lore <laughs> variants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take that as an answer. Any?
4: Oh,
1: there's so many mechs that I absolutely hate. Um uh-huh. probably say the commando. Mm. Okay. Okay.
2: Interesting. And then um very important for living legends, the favorite let's make it a broad category favorite asset vehicle, whatever you want to call it
4: uh definitely have to be the max
3: Max okay, <laughs> okay <laughs> oh, battle on. yeah obviously three up battle on. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, very cool
2: um. Well, that's gonna be it for me. Do you guys have any last words you wanna to give to the audience of this podcast?
1: Um a bit of a thanks actually, because I mean if it weren't for the community, Living Legends wouldn't be what it is today. If we didn't have so many really passionate players, so many really passionate fans uh helping us out wherever they can or, you know, spreading the word wherever they can, we, we wouldn't have Living Legends too. It just wouldn't happen. So mm-hmm. Everything that we've done is because of the
4: fans. I do we have any snazzy comments apart from thanks for the team. Uh, we've done
0: some really great work, and we can, can keep uh, making some great work.
2: Okay. Okay. And I guess then from us, thank you very much uh, for being on the First Circuit Podcast. And of course, more in general, thank you very much for all your work on this new project. I'm personally super excited. I love Relations. I'm very much looking forward to seeing the future of what you guys are doing. And yeah, I hope we can probably play it at some point soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh,
1: if, uh, if you're interested in joining the playtest, I'll be putting it out announcement on the community Discord and the uh, Twitter as well.
3: Absolutely. Bye, right, oh, Bob, you anything? Last words from you? No, I'm I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. That's so all good. Yeah. Right uh, hope it shapes up well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: yeah that's okay. And that case, again, thank you for being on the First Circuit Podcast. And to all of you listening and watching this, thank you for listening and watching to the First Circuit Podcast, episode 142. Today, we've talked about Macwell Living Legends 2, and I hope you had as great a time as we had. So, say goodbye, Nene.
4: Bye bye. Bolter. Bye bye. Old Bob. Bye bye. Bye.
3: Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. And of course, bye from me as well. And see you guys for next episode. Bye bye.
5: Thank you.